Hello, folks, and welcome to the gymnasium tailgate Big Ten extravaganza episode. This week, we are covering the Big Ten, all the teams in the Midwest best. As always, I am your host, XFL Jim, the host with the most, joined by my illustrious co-host, the Gulf Coast guru himself, Magic fucking Mike. How you doing, buddy? What's up, brother? I am jacked up. Yeah, we just had the Megapod. Uh, If people didn't go out and listen to that, I do not know what you are doing with your life. It was excellent. Uh, Thanks again, Leo, and uh, of course, your buddy Chase, the co-host of the Gymnasium, and Kobe, man. They came on. They crushed it. I thought that went awesome for five people, too. We're just that damn good. We really are. I thought it went fucking amazing. Go give it a listen, and I'll just use this opportunity to shout out. The Gymnasium is on all streaming platforms, podcast platforms. Give it a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, fucking StreamYard. We're everywhere. So go give it a listen. Give us a review. Give us a like. Give us a follow. It fucking helps. I, it was it was an awesome show. If if you if you I'm gonna say it. If you listen to only one college football podcast that we do, listen to them all. But if you have to listen to one, that's the one you better listen to. There was so much good information in there. I mean, you're really missing out if you don't follow along on that one. It was excellent. Muy excelente. But anyway. We are here covering the Big Ten for you degenerates. We're going to give you the lowdown on all the teams in the Big Ten, all the win totals. It's going to be a blast. Going to win you some fucking money. That's what we're all here. That's what we're here for is to win you some money. It's literally why I exist. Are you ready to get into these, my man? Let's do it, brother. Starting off with the fighting Illini of Illinois with a win total set at three and a half. Can Burt do it? Can Burt get them to a bowl game? You know, honestly, like the easiest route to go here is to completely bash Bielema, of course, because it's it's just so fun to do. But I do think this is now. Can they go bowling? No, I'm just going to say no. No. I do (laughs) Um, like seeing him in the back in the Big Ten. I think that fits sort of especially the Big Ten West out of every sort of like power five conference. The Big Ten West has like a very old school style. It's just Wisconsin is the forefront of that division and Iowa. They both they all play sort of a similar sort of offense. I think the only one that deviates at all really is Minnesota. And then like Purdue and Nebraska are trying to do their own thing, but it it, it works more or less. It just less. It works less. <laughs> yeah, less, exactly. And and you know the thing about Bielema, I think maybe not now with Sam Pittman, but a few years ago, definitely. I think a lot of Arkansas fans would have probably been missing Brett Bielema a little bit, even though they didn't want to admit it. He's really good from a standpoint of taking an area – And putting a fence around it, which is exactly what you have to do in Illinois. They have talent there. That's, I I mean, obviously you got Chicago. There's talent all over the place. You got to put the fence up, get your recruits. And I think he could do a decent job there, if I'm being honest. I think so. I think, I think the Big Ten West just feels like where Burt, I'm just going to keep calling him Burt forever. That's where he (laughs) belongs. He belongs in the Big Ten West. I'm wondering if he's not using this Illinois job, if he just hovers around until Kirk Ferentz retires and he tries to go after that Iowa gig. Man, that would be a tough one to follow, though. I'll tell you that. But, I mean, that's like <laughs> probably his dream. I think he has like a Hawkeye tattoo. Wow. Yeah. I think I that's could, like his dream. I think that's I, like. I the, could see that. Is it a tramp stamp? Because I could totally see oh, him I would, having. A- <laughs> I would love it. Jumping in, Illinois, three and a half wins. 
They start off the season with Nebraska and UTSA, both at home. Ooh, and it is a hell of a start for a team like Illinois to have those two. I a rough I, D5 I, to get. Yeah, I go back and forth on this Nebraska game because obviously, I mean, you know, they beat the hell out of Nebraska last year. They fucked them up. They did. And that, I, that I watched line, that game very frustrated. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. And that line's already Nebraska minus seven on the, the road. It's like you look at it and it's like from a football standpoint, what are we seeing here that Nebraska should be minus seven on the road? That being said, I am going to give the win to Scott Frost and the boys, and I have them beaten UTSA. But if that game goes the other way with Nebraska, UTSA is going to come into town and beat their ass. So I got them going one and one. I do think they go one and one in this stretch. I'm on the Nebraska. Obviously, I'm going to be saying Nebraska wins. I think it's more <sighs> Nebraska's. This is the year that they finally get it all together. It has to be basically, and I just trust the guys on nebraska more than i trust the guys on illinois right now i do as well and i I think frost i think frost is going to surprise some people this year i don't i I just they they have to they just have to man (laughs) i mean that's basically what i'm gonna say when we get to them i will yeah i'll be there after the (laughs) that home stretch they go to virginia that's a toughie i don't see it pulling it out no chance there that's a loss maryland at home though uh, that's a tricky one, but I do have them losing it just on the basis of, I mean, Maryland has an insanely talented team. It's just Loxley is not a good coach. Yeah. It really just depends to me, like how Talia develops this year. I yeah. Think, he I needs to cut down. He needs to cut down on those mistakes, but he could be phenomenal. I'm going to give it to Maryland, but watch out. Illinois could take that one. Uh, yeah. Definitely hesitate on that one. <laughs> After that, they go to Purdue. Yeah, this is another game they probably would have liked to see at home there. If this would be a home stretch, they'd probably split these two games, but being on the road, I got them losing. Yeah, if that Purdue was if those if those games were flipped, I'd have to favor Illinois, but I gotta favor Purdue as it sits. Before the bye week, they get Charlotte and Wisconsin both at home. Yeah, Wisconsin, I mean, you know, you do have the Burt the Burt effect. So who knows what's gonna happen there? I mean, I think Wisconsin's gonna wipe the floor with them, like just beat their ass. I think Wisconsin but, still remembers like a couple years ago, and they're not gonna fuck around with Illinois. God, I really miss the uh Juice Williams and Rashad Mendenhall days. Those were the fucking days of Illinois. <laughs> I, that was my favorite. I I hate Ohio State. And not that they I don't think they ever even beat them, but I think they gave them a game at least and that team was fun, man. It was it was mm-hmm. nice to have something in the Big Ten that I pulled for because I I really hate the Big Ten if I'm being honest. But as far as the Charlotte game, um, it's not a very confident thing that they are they are going to win both of these G five home games. These are two pretty decent G five teams. I do have them beating Charlotte and losing to Wisconsin, but I, there's not a high confidence in that. I'm I'm locked up with you there. After the bye week, they go to Penn State and then they get Rutgers at home. Yeah, uh, obviously a loss at Penn State. Rutgers, they they have a bye before they play Illinois, which is why I'm going to give uh, Mr. Golden Guido the edge. Lost. I also Rutgers. think I think having like a year, plus like a year of playing under Shiano, I think that plus a full off season really helps. Uh, Rutgers in this spot. Agreed. Before the bye week, they get to go to Minneapolis and play Minnesota, which I'm going to pencil. I'm going to pen that in as a loss. Yeah, that's a loss. They have no shot, shot there at TCF Bank. After their second bye week, they go to Iowa, and then they get Northwestern at home to finish off the season. 
Yeah, it's a loss for sure at Kinnick. Northwestern at home, it's going to depend. I mean, it's it's a loss for me, but if Northwestern's having a really bad year, could be a nice little motivational spot for Illinois there, but uh, it's a loss for me as of now. I got them at two wins. I, I got them losing to both Iowa and Northwestern. I think Northwestern is always – it is one of those weird games that they would drop if they after they beat like a Wisconsin or someone like that, but I just don't see it. Same here. Uh, they play – they played Purdue the week before. I mean, I definitely yeah. don't see it then. No, yeah, same here. I see That's them losing to Purdue more likely than I see them losing to Illinois. Same here, actually. And that Purdue game is on a neutral site. Is it Soldier Field? Yeah, Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. So, eh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose both these games. I also have them two and ten. I'm pretty comfortable on this under man. I don't I don't see four wins on the schedule. The G fives aren't even a sure thing. Yeah, I was gonna say like. They didn't do themselves any favors with UTSA and Charlotte. Those are not sure things. I can see them. So I see Illinois as a team I wouldn't mind taking to cover a decent amount of games, but I don't see them winning a lot. No, I mean, actually, even also the the they're at Virginia for another one of their non-conference. This is is a terrible. This out of conference and there's you'll see this with a couple Big Ten teams, San Ohio State, that this out of these out of conferences are fucking tough <laughs> they, they are pretty tough yeah i i am actually really comfortable on this under I, I wasn't as much when i did this originally but yeah this is this is an easy under easy easy under up next we have the golden guido himself rutgers greg shiano can he get them to a bowl that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna be arguing for these like lower tier big 10 teams is can they make a bowl yeah, I am pulling for Greg Schiano to make a bowl for sure. I actually like when Scarlet Knight football is good. It's really fun. It used to be a blast when he was there his first go around. Mm-hmm. Um, they do bring back a lot. They bring back 19 total starters for Schiano. The problem is, is they're just not really all that good. There's not much star power. Uh, Bo Melton, their wide receiver, uh, their main wide receiver, he's one of the better wide receivers in the Big Ten, which is nice. And they do have a really good linebacking core. I see them as a team that they're going to be pesky all year. They're going to really pressure your quarterback. They're going to just play tough. They're going to not make a lot of mistakes. So I think it'll be interesting. I'm a little higher on this team than probably most people will be other than yourself. <laughs> I'm pretty high on I'm I'm definitely uh, – I know we talked about it on the Megapod, but I looking at this now, this might be uh, – I'll get into it after – but this might be an an over I'm pretty confident in. They start the season with Temple at home. Love yeah. that. Yeah, love that. Got to win there. Got to win there. Then they go to Syracuse, who I think these teams are trending in opposite directions, if I'm being honest. Yeah, same here. It's a really – I mean, we covered it in the ACC. It's a really slippery slope for Dino Babers. And, uh, yeah, two ships passing in the night, man. I got the win for Rutgers. Hey, did you know – I actually didn't know this. When we did Temple, we both had them projected really poorly – and I don't know if this changes my mind, but they have a quarterback transfer from Georgia, Dewan Mathis. He's six foot six, two hundred pounds. He was actually like gonna be their starter a couple years ago, and then he got brain. He had something wrong with his brain. He actually like had some form of brain surgery, so he's back. And yeah, six foot six, dual threat, Dewan Mathis could be something to watch there at Temple. Could be. I still don't think I favor Rod Carey to get the wins. But uh, that could be like a temple cover. Temple could be like a sneaky covering team 
in the they, AAC. They could be. I definitely I did want to touch base on that at some point and just brush back because I know we were both pretty heavy on that under. I'm probably, you know, not so much now. It's probably a no touch, but probably still a lean. But I, uh, probably I'm going to stay on the same scene that it's probably a no touch for me. After Temple, they get to go to Syracuse. Already covered that. They're 2-0. and Then they get Delaware at home. It's a tough FCS, but I think I favor Rutgers here. Yeah, speaking of uh, Big Ten scheduling tough non-conference, you don't really want to mess around with the Blue Hens, man. <laughs> you don't. But I, I got I to win. I got to win for Rutgers, but that be careful. Then they get to go to Michigan, who I am gonna I'm gonna give that a loss for Rutgers because I think Michigan is going to be in revenge mode for Rutgers taking them. What was it? Triple overtime or was it quadruple? It was triple. Jeez. Yeah, I, I mean, I got this as a loss for Rutgers, or yeah, a loss for Rutgers. But uh, man, I, if that if that was a home game here, I would be more stoked I, on it. But I would be yeah. same, <laughs> very much same. After that, they get Ohio State at home. Brutal stretch, brutal two game stretch there. That sure as hell is. Yeah, that's a loss for Rutgers there to Ohio State. After Ohio State, they get Michigan State at home. Love that. Yeah, love that yeah. for the Scarlet Knights. And I gotta give the win to Rutgers here. Yeah, they beat them last year. There's there's really no reason why here it's not going to be a win for Rutgers again. I, I don't know. It's the first leg of a back-to-back road trip for Michigan State, so at least you catch them first. But uh, I, there's no edge I could give to Michigan State. Rutgers beat you last year in East Lansing. It's, it's I just I don't have any faith in Michigan State to really like get it together. Uh, I, no. I just don't. I, I like – Ah, we'll get to it when we get to it. We'll, we'll get to yeah. it when we get to Michigan State. But yeah, after after Michigan State at home, they get to go to Northwestern before the bye week. This could be a tricky kind of Northwestern type game, but Northwestern does get the bye week before getting Rutgers. So I am going to give uh, Rutgers a loss here. I got to give Northwestern the win there as well. So after the bye week, they get to go to Illinois. Got to favor Rutgers here. Absolutely. Win for Rutgers. And we're already on the over. Yes, sir. We're already on the over. After that, they get Wisconsin at home. Got to give it to Wisconsin there. Yeah, that's a loss, unfortunately. And then a back-to-back road stretch of at Indiana and at Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Way to way to sacrifice your weaker teams to the Wolves here. Yeah, that's two losses. That's two losses right there. And then they finish off the season with Maryland at home. Yeah, I already got them on the over, so I projected this one as a loss. It really could. It's a 50-50 game. I gave it to Maryland out of – out of talent, but I mean, Shiano's clearly the better coach. I gave it as a loss, but either way, I got him five and seven. I'm giving it to Rutgers, and Rutgers is going bowling <laughs> this year. You know what? Yeah, I will tell you what. I mean, if that's a situation where it's between Rutgers going bowling or Maryland going bowling, I got to favor oh, Rutgers. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm lockstep, buddy. I got him at six and six. I'm confidently on this over. I am too. It was a hard one to find because New Jersey like protects that somehow. I think (laughs) does New Jersey do the sort of the thing that Iowa does where you can't bet on like local state teams because that's a weird thing that Iowa does. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know Iowa did that as well. But yeah, Rutgers does. I mean, you can't even you can't find them on most books, even offshore books. Like it's it's hard to find Rutgers. They're they're over under. So that's wild. That is wild. (laughs) Up next, a team we touched on a little bit, Michigan State, the Spartans, win total set at four and a half. I, I'm just going to say it right off the bat, not very high on this team. I'm not very confident in the Michigan State Spartans. I just 
I just don't. I see this team floundering. Yeah, they are. Like it seems like they're really gonna gonna stick around the um kind of ground and pound defensive approach that Michigan State's been doing for a long time. They got a couple wide receivers. They got Anthony Russo grad transfers in to take over at quarterback. Uh, Rocky Lombardi did grad transfer out. Um, so you got Jaden Reed and Jalen Naylor. Both of those guys could be NFL talent wide receivers. So watch out for that. Um, they did bring Kenneth Walker, the third in from Wake to run. He's a running back. He had 4.9 yards per carry and 13 touchdowns last season. And they got four or five back on the O-line. So that offense really does sound okay to me. It sounds fairly okay. The problem is, is their D was 54th in the country last year, which is fine for total. They were 100th in scoring. So that's what I'm worried about. And I just – Maybe it's just the, the the mentality I have of Michigan State with a bad D. Like their offense to me has been bad, like capital B bad for the last five years. 116th in scoring last year. That's pretty rough. Like I'll say I'll say this probably a year after their playoff run, their offense just went to shit. So <laughs> and, I, and I think I think what's funny is if Mel Tucker would have stayed at Colorado and kept going, they're very comparable programs as far as the landscape of college football right now. Everybody would love Mel Tucker for what he was doing there, but what he did, like kind of booking bailing on him in the middle of the night, more or less. Oh, now God, he's that's a, that, yeah, that's a very um, yeah, that's a very Brian Kelly. That's a that's a sort of Brian Kelly move. <laughs> it is a Brian Kelly move. Anyway, yeah, let's hit it. But yeah, let's not a big Mel Tucker guy. Start the season off at Northwestern. That is a loss to me. It's a loss, but if you want to get Northwestern, generally the beginning of the season is when you want them. They are breaking in a lot of new talent. Northwestern is um, Michigan State. As far as continuity, is probably in the better position here. Um, it's it's truly it's a fifty fifty game. So I gave it to the home team. I gotta do the same as well. But generally speaking, Northwestern, like if they're gonna drop one of these weird Northwestern games to a bad team, they usually do it in the beginning of the season. Yeah, except for it's northerly, normally to like northern Illinois. It is usually <laughs> like an eastern Michigan or someone like that. Yeah. After playing at Northwestern, they get Youngstown State at home, and then they travel to Miami, Florida. Yeah, Youngstown State's always banking on getting these Big Ten teams on the schedule. I don't know why they do it. They just get embarrassed every time. That money. Get that yeah. money, man. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's worth it, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a win for Michigan State against YSU. And I do. It's just a shot at Manny Diaz, man. I have Michigan State beating Miami in 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 Florida. I tried to, I keep trying to backtrack out of that and just be like, oh, nobody will remember that I said they're going to lose to Michigan State. But I'm just sticking with it. I just think that team sucks. I don't know. I don't believe in them. Manny Diaz is now coaching and de coordinating. I do not like when coaches do both. I don't like that. I think it's too much. So I got Michigan State, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not super high on Miami this year, but I am higher on Miami than I am Michigan State. Give me the Hurricanes in that game. After traveling to Miami, they get Nebraska at home. And this is the second leg of a back-to-back away stretch for Nebraska. I am going to go Michigan State, even though it hurts me to my core. I got to go Nebraska here, A, because I'm a homer, and B, <laughs> I the fact that it's Ohio State before this, it is Ohio State, right? Or is it? It's Oklahoma before this one. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, the fact that it's Oklahoma before this one, I think that just, just f- set it, forget it, just forget about that game, just focus on Michigan State, and 
I'm, I'm more confident in Nebraska. Like even as bad as we've been, we have been able to beat the Spartans. I mean, the good thing about that is, is yeah, Oklahoma's gonna gonna run you. They're gonna they're gonna really lay it to Nebraska. You'll know but, like second half, like you'll be able to prepare for the next week. That and they're not like a physically dominant team where you know not you like played, an Alabama. You played Alabama exactly, and they just beat your ass on the O and D lines all game or Clemson. You know, it is a team. It's a softer brand of football, at least a little bit. So, it, yeah, I'm pulling for you there for sure. But I got uh, Michigan State there in that spot. Give me Nebraska in the win. Michigan State loses that one. But they win next week with Western Kentucky coming to town. They should easily take Western Kentucky. I I don't expect them to be a world beater this year, so I got the win. After that, they get two back-to-back road games at Rutgers and at Indiana before the bye week. I got them dropping both. I got them dropping both as well. Coming out of the bye week, they get Michigan at home. Go ahead and tell me all about how you're going to take Jim Harbaugh. Go ahead. I am taking Jim Harbaugh. It's a re- Not only is it a revenge factor from last year, Jim Harbaugh at this point in the season is very much coaching for his job. Going to reiterate that a lot when we get to Michigan here. <laughs> and I think just Michigan has the better team. And I'll say it. I think Michigan's better coach than Michigan State. I'll, I'll tell you what. Next stop, Ann Arbor. I'm getting off the bus before the next stop, man. I'm done. I'm done defending Jim Harbaugh. I'm done saying Michigan's going to be good. I'm like, what reason can we give? Yeah, a revenge spot for last year, but he hasn't beat Michigan State yet. You know, everybody talks, oh, he hasn't beat Ohio State. He hasn't beat Michigan State. He can't beat any of his rivals. He can't beat these teams. There's no reason for me to think he's going to win on the road when Michigan State has a bye before they play him. I really wish I could go with it. I'm just getting off the bus, man. I'm done, Harbaugh. I'm done. I'm out. You take it's probably a smarter move. Home. That's probably a smarter move based <laughs> on history. But I just see – so like I see Jim Harbaugh and I see Michigan and I see last year sort of an outlier. I see at least nine wins. That's how I see a Michigan team normally. He's kind you know, of like Michigan's Bo Pelini. Here's the problem too, and Colby alluded to it on our on our podcast, alluded or straight up said it. They're, they're not – bringing in the level of talent when they were first, when he first got into Michigan, I mean, there was, there was guys all over those rosters. I full on believe that Michigan state had the talent to be a top five team in the country. I don't see it anymore with these rosters that he's pumping out. Now we don't have any clue who the quarterback's going to be. Leo's arguing for Texas tech transfers. Like what the hell's going on? Okay. okay. Lynn boat. No, Lynn boat. Um, what the fuck? Allen, Allen Bowman is a good quarterback. I will argue that he was good at Michigan state. He had that whole collapsed lung issue uh, a few yeah, years ago. He's a, he's not, he's, 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 he's not bad. I mean, he's a, he's a dual threat quarterback from a air raid style offense. I don't know how much that really translates to Michigan. I, another thing, like I thought Joe Milton had the talent and the skills to be a really good quarterback. And it will be interesting to see if he gets the nod there in Tennessee which I think he should over Hendon Hooker because it's more of a hypo quarterback. I, I, I just don't think, you know, we, we always think of Harbaugh as kind of like a quarterback guru, but outside of Andrew Luck, is he? I mean, I, I just don't I would know. say like Andrew Luck and Alex Smith maybe. Yeah. And that's basically it. Yeah, man. I, I just – You could argue Kaepernick. I guess I but guess he, he like Kaepernick he did, was at he, his best with Harbaugh. That is true. He, but also we do know like early on in a quarterback's career in the NFL, 
you know, when they're a gimmicky style quarterback, okay, like take Lamar Jackson, you know, they look like world beaters at first. And then once people get a chance to game plan for them, okay, now I, we know what's up. You know, I do have to say, ultimate disrespect for Michigan State. They thrive off of disrespect. Use this because we've just spent like half of Michigan State's like talking time on Michigan. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> good point. Let's move after, on. After you have them beating Michigan, I have them losing to Michigan. Then they go to Purdue. I have them losing that. I also have them losing that. Then they get Maryland at home at Ohio State and Penn State at home to end the season. I have them beating Maryland at home and then losing the last two games to OSU and Penn State. I do as well. I feel like I'm pretty comfortably on the under here. Christ, I got them at six. I got them at three. I'm finally doing it. I'm knocking the Miami. I'm backtracking. I'm backtracking. They're losing to Miami on the road. That's still They're five over. and seven. They're five. Yeah, that's, it's that's still over <laughs> to the millions out there watching the tailgate right now. Do not do not follow me on this. It's not. That's I a stay like away. It. That's a stay away yeah. either way. Because like <laughs> they could like I on my schedule, they could win Nebraska. They could win Michigan. They could win Rutgers. They could win. They literally could win at Purdue. I don't see it happening if they beat Michigan. They could lose to Maryland. Like a lot of so many of these big 10 teams, like in this middle category, like for, I'd say from Michigan state all the way up to like Minnesota at some points, so many of these games are like 50, 50 games. These teams are so fucking boring in this conference. I, I hate this goddamn conference, dude. It there's, is like, <laughs> it's there's painful. so many teams that are like right next to each other, like a Purdue and a Nebraska, they could fucking beat each other any day of the week. Like Nebraska and Northwestern is probably the perfect example that, when one like every game is a fucking 50 50 i think up until i want to say either last year or the year before the home team had never won no it was up until nebraska's like hail mary that the home team had never won uh nebraska and, and northwestern it was like the first four that's, years that's in insane. the conference that's wild. insane and there's just not like i mean nebraska is like one of your teams outside of michigan and, and uh uh, Ohio State, obviously, and Penn State that are, is like one of the more interesting teams in the conference just because, you know, the Black Hats and the Tom Osborne years, all that. And then, you know, they're not even like the lineage of Big Ten. They're, you know, that's not what everybody remembers them for. And they're one of the most exciting, like most fun programs in the conference. It's just Michigan State. Yeah, there's a lot of history. They've been good a lot of times, but it's boring. They're, they're so it's, fucking boring. It's boring. Like. <laughs> That's why I'm really rooting for Minnesota this year because they play yes. pretty ex- – like Minnesota, Purdue, and I would say if Nebraska plays the way they want to play, they play an exciting brand of football. And like Wisconsin is good. Wisconsin, I, won't, I won't say anything. Wisconsin is a good team. They're a good program. They're like fucking awesome, mm-hmm. but it's boring. Yeah. I mean I have, I have Wisconsin going to the Big Ten championship game to play Ohio State no shot in hell of winning it, but they're going to go there probably, you know, it's just, they're not exciting at all. And then it all just depends. Like what do they catch in their bowl game? Do they catch an an sec team that didn't make the playoff? Well, guess what? An sec team doesn't feel like doing in the bowl game, going and slogging on the offense and then defensive lines with those big corn fed fucking Nebraska guys. Like, yeah, they're going to win that game because nobody wants to be there, you know? That's fair. So up next, we got the Purdue Boilermakers win total set at five. Speaking of like tough out of conference schedules, let's just jump into this one. Oregon State at home at UConn at UConn. Don't forget that. And then at Notre Dame. Yeah, I got two wins to start the season, um, but both very hesitant. I mean, if this game was neutral site, I might even lean Oregon State. 
Uh, but that's such a far travel. So I got a win at Oregon State, a win at UConn hesitantly, <laughs> and yeah. then, uh, losing at Notre Dame. I think that's actually one of Notre Dame's easier games this year. I'm right there with you. Um, I think I got like Oregon State I would favor, but I'm just going to lean with my tried and true method of when Pac-12 travels east, they lose. When other teams travel west to the Pac-12, they lose. You can't really go wrong with that theory. After that, they get Illinois at home and Minnesota at home before their bye week. I got a win and a loss. I got a win and a loss as well. After the bye week, they go to Kinnick and play Iowa. Yeah, that's not a very good use of your bye week because you're not going to beat Iowa and Kinnick. No, you're not beating Iowa at home. And then they get Wisconsin at home. Interesting one. That's an interesting one. I have them beating Wisconsin at home because Wisconsin has Iowa the week after. I think they're going to be pretty locked into that game. And Purdue always catches somebody in a perfect spot and beats them. And Jeff Brom is coaching for it. We want to talk coaches coaching for their jobs. He's coaching, he's coaching for – like I think him and Scott Frost are honestly probably in a similar position where if they don't do a very pretty good job this year, they might be on the hot seat next year. I don't think either of them get fired. But I think next year they might be on the fucking hot seat. I mean, you got to with, – with Brom – His contract I, is insane. With Brom too, with Oregon State and UConn and those spots, like if you drop those games and then get blown out by Notre Dame, things could get ugly like really fast. I think Frost is a little more safe. I think Brom with as much steam as he came in there with and everybody thought he was going to be the guy and it looked like it at first. I mean, he beat Ohio State and, you know, but it's he's got – He's got to prove it this year. I think I think the seat's getting a little toasty. I'm going to give him a loss against Wisconsin, though. Fair enough. <laughs> After that, they go to Lincoln to play Nebraska, and then they get Michigan State at home. Nebraska's got the bye before Purdue. I'm going to give Nebraska the win there, and I gave him uh, Purdue the win over Michigan State at yeah, home. Yeah, I have him losing to Nebraska and beating Michigan State as well. After that, they get at Ohio State, at Northwestern, and Indiana at home to finish the season. OSU on the road, that's going to be a loss. Nothing crazy there. Um, Northwestern, that's at Soldier Field this year. That's a little little interesting, but I got them losing to Northwestern there mm-hmm. and, and uh, losing to Indiana to end the year. I actually have them beating Indiana to end the year and losing to those other two teams. I think Indiana kind of uh, – I don't, I don't trust Penix to – it's, it's kind of – Grim and grim, but I don't trust Penix to last a whole season. And I think this Indiana offense kind of falls apart without him. I do think this is a big step back here for Indiana. Penix mm-hmm. really does have to stay healthy. That dude is excellent when he's healthy. Um, you know, interestingly enough, there are two really good quarterbacks on this Purdue roster. They're in a quarterback competition right now. Jack Plummer threw for almost a thousand yards, eight touchdowns and two interceptions last year, and then. Aiden O'Connell threw for 907 touchdowns and two interceptions. So it's pretty interesting. And they lose Rondell Moore, but you've got David Bell, who is actually like – I think David really, Bell is one of the top three receivers in the conference. I mean, That's actually the whole reason I'm even talking about Purdue is I just wanted to mention David Bell. So I'm right on track with you, man. I think he's, he's excellent. I think he's really good. He's a guy to watch this year. Boom, right there. Vince Corio right here. IU sucks. Hell yeah, they're beating IU. <laughs> Calling it right now. <laughs> I do like that, especially. I might even flip flop here because I have uh, Purdue five and seven. I might. I also gonna, have them five and seven. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go six and six. I'm gonna give them the win over Indiana. Get them bowling. I'm in. I'm I in. would probably lean over just because of the pressure that's on Brom, and I think. I I know people always say coaches generally fold under pressure, but I think 
I, I'm of the mindset that these coaches thrive under pressure and they get the job done. And I could see Purdue, like I could see them beating Wisconsin. Honestly, I could see them beating Nebraska and I could see them like, you never know with fucking Northwestern. So yes, I, I, I'm absolutely. more confident on Purdue being like seven and five than four and eight. I agree. I'm on. I'm on that. I'm, I'm on that over. It wouldn't be the first time a Brahms ever disappointed me. When I was a kid, before I really knew the ins and outs of the NFL, I thought Brian Brahm was going to be a fucking G in the NFL. But uh, yeah, um, he wasn't. But I am going to trust Jeff Brahm. So I'm going to go with Jeff Brahm and say they do go bowling. I'm Same in. here. And I'm with Vince right here. Jeff Brahm keeps his job going next year. Finds a bowl game. Let's go. I'm in. Up next, Northwestern, fucking. Wildcats, baby. Win total set at six. Just going to blindly tell you, probably go over. Pat Fitzgerald is an amazing coach, and he gets this team to like at least seven wins. It seems like even when they bottom out, they at least hit six. So you're going to probably push at worst. Yeah, I agree. Um, The O-line should stay solid, which is always something you really want. Like they did lose a little bit off of it, but I think it'll still be a solid O-line because that's discipline, and we know Pat Fitzgerald's a hell of a coach. The D line is all seniors. So that I defense like that. is always good. With, as long as Pat Fitzgerald is the coach, that defense is going to be good. Exactly. I, I mean, it's going to be a step back. They were the fifth total defense last year, 22nd scoring. It is going to, they did lose a lot. So you are going to have a step back this year. But I like a good D line, good O line. You love that. The big thing, Ryan Halinski coming in at quarterback. I think this is huge. I think this is going to be one of the best quarterbacks we have ever seen Pat Fitzgerald have at Northwestern. So that makes me feel a lot more confident. I hope so. So they start the season off with Michigan state and Indiana state, both at home. I got two two wins. wins. I got two wins as well. After that, they go to Duke. Yeah, I got, I got to win. Got to win there. I I think that's another similar thing where Northwestern is like up and up and up every year. Duke is kind of on the way down. Yes, sir. After that, they get Ohio at home. (laughs) <laughs> careful because Northwestern loves to drop these kind of games. They, but they I, do love to drop these Mac <laughs> games every once in a while, but I'll give them the win. Same here. Same here. Then they go to Nebraska before their bye week. I got a loss there. Uh, I'm going to give them a loss too, just because I feel like generally it flip flops. They won last year. Nebraska is going to get it this year. It's always close. So you never know. Yeah. After the bye week, they get Rutgers at home. I got them winning after the bye week against Rutgers. Got them winning after the bye week against Rutgers as well. Then they go to Michigan, and then they get Minnesota and Iowa both at home. Well, here's here's a win for you, Michigan. Michigan does have the bye week before Northwestern. I'm going to give them the edge there. Um, so I got a loss against Michigan, and I have them losing to Minnesota as well. I do as well. I have them losing to both Michigan and Minnesota, but then I have them beating Iowa at home. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Iowa. What do we know about Iowa? They're much better in Kinnick than they are on the road. I got a win for Northwestern. It's a combination of they're much better at home than away, and also they play a very sort of – I'm just going to say Iowa plays kind of like a basic offense. They do it really well. They're clean, but they don't play a super complicated offense, and I think Northwestern thrives when they can just like zone in and just know what you're doing. Yes, That defense is going to feast. Yes, after that, they go to Wisconsin. Yeah, I got a loss there. I got a loss there as well. Then Purdue at home and at Illinois to end the season. Yeah, I got two wins. I got two wins as well. 
I'm an I'm an eight wins right now. I'm at eight as well, man. I'm on this over. You got to go over with Pat Fitzgerald. You got to go over. A bowl is like the worst case scenario in a normal year for him. Got to go over. Like if if they if everything implodes, like that's the like worst case scenario. Maybe they go five, but like maybe, and that's worst case. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm on, I'm on the over comfortably. Up next, the Maryland Turpins with a win total set at six. Yeah, that's this is the year, Mike Loxley. What do you got? Let's see. <laughs> they start the season off with West Virginia. Yeah, I got a loss there. <laughs> I got a loss there as well. Then Howard. Then Howard. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a win. That's a win. Then at Illinois. Another win. That's another win. Yeah, that's another win. That's another win. Then they get Kent State and Iowa both at home. Could be interesting with that Kent State, but I, I think they're going to win it pretty not easily. But Maryland, yeah. but I'm with you there. That Kent State offense can spook a couple of these like mid tier Big Ten teams. I definitely think so, especially before you bring Iowa to town. I, I don't love that look for Maryland, but I am going to give them a win. I am going to give them a win over Iowa too at home. I think with Iowa being on the road, Maryland has a lot, a lot of talent, including we already talked about the Tagovailoa brother. Um, But you also got two wide receivers, Dante Demas Jr. and Rakeem Jarrett. Those dudes could put up numbers quick. They're very good wide receivers. Could be more future NFL talent for the Terps. Um, It's going to be about the defense, but I think putting Iowa on the road, that game, it could go Maryland's way quick. That's My thought process say. is I, I have them drop into Iowa, but I think they go one and one Kent State and Iowa. So I could see them if they lose to Kent State, then they'll probably beat Iowa. But if they win against Kent State, I just don't see them doing it against the Hawkeyes. That's, I just don't see them getting two wins in a row there. It's hard to see Maryland get two wins in a row ever. But before yeah. the bye week, they get Ohio State at Ohio State. Snooze fast, man. OSU wins. Easy one. Easy loss there for fucking Maryland. After that bye week, they get to go to Minnesota. Always nice to get your like back-to-back by, like away games in between a bye week. Yes, exactly. Break it up a little bit. Um, I do have them losing at TCF Bank, though. I, I like this Minnesota team too much. I'm right there with you. After that, they have Indiana and Penn State both at home. I do have them beating Indiana at home this year. I'm not big on this Indiana Indiana team, and that game's in between Ohio State and Michigan for Indiana. So I'm going to have Maryland catching a W there. Penn State, it's the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Penn State, so be careful, but I have Penn State getting the win over Maryland. I'm going to have Maryland dropping both of these games, actually, losing both to Indiana and Penn State. I'm not as high on Indiana, but I'm more high on Indiana than I am Maryland. Fair enough. After that, they get to go to Michigan State, then Michigan at home, and then at Rutgers. I have them losing at Michigan State. This is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for one Jim Harbaugh. I am going to have him lose to Maryland, and I have Maryland beating Rutgers at the end of the season. I am giving Maryland three losses here. I have them basically after their bye week. I don't have Maryland winning a game. Also, that Michigan game, it's sandwiched between Penn State and Ohio State. It's true. So that's a lot of pressure for Jim Harbaugh. Your boys are on the road for the second week, and you're smashed in between Penn State and OSU, which you know they need to beat one of those fucking teams this year, man. That's a lot of pressure for that Michigan team. I I don't know, man. 
I got, I, I got Maryland. <laughs> I, do, I do not. I actually am very low on this Maryland team. I have them with three wins. <laughs> very <laughs> got, much on the under here. I got them right at the number, but uh, I would probably lean under. I, yeah, probably don't go with me here because I don't, I don't have Maryland winning a single game after Kent State. <laughs> That's a rough year for Mike Loxley. <laughs> I mean, he would be out of town. I, they did get rid of Scotty Montgomery at this point. That's, that's one things. To, that's one thing to point out. Montgomery is an absolutely terrible coach on any staff in any capacity that he can be in. So I do like Loxley a little more without that bum on his staff. But um, yeah, so it's, I, it's tough to me. Is I think they can be competitive. I just don't see them winning any of these games. I see them like. I can see them being competitive against a Minnesota or an Indiana or a Michigan or like a Rutgers. They're going to be competitive in a lot of these games. I just don't see them winning. Well, I think the thing comes down to like, so I got them going. I mean, and they could easily beat West Virginia at home. I think West Virginia is the much better team. They could, but they could start off this season four and oh, and then it's on Mike Loxley to Ride that momentum, but not in a way of where you're smelling yourselves, where you remember that you're Maryland and that you are a bottom feeder in this conference. He's got to keep them on track and keep them like, hey, we're 4-0. We could stand toe-to-toe with anybody, you know? And then you go into that Iowa game. Do you grab that Iowa win at home? Well, that would be 5-0. You know what I mean? Like, you got to keep it rolling. I don't know if I trust him as a coach enough to do that. I probably don't, and that's why I would lean under. But it could be an interesting year for Maryland if they are well-coached. It could be next up Nebraska with a win total set at six. Some places yeah. I've, I've seen some local places do six and a half, but I feel like that's because I'm in the area, but six is right around where I would normally have them as a Homer. I'm just going to say, go over just, just over. I am pulling for Nebraska because of you. And because I've always liked Nebraska, I always like Nebraska. I think they got some pieces on this team. I don't absolutely love the roster. Uh, only three starters back on offense, 101st scoring offense last year. Scott Frost has got to figure out the offense this year. He has to. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the key, man. I think it's the key to his whole thing. He's got to figure out what works. That's the offense is the big question mark this year. The defense has actually been getting consistently better each year. This is a big question mark offense here. Let's jump into this at Illinois to start the season off the first game of the fucking year. That's a win. That's a win for me too. Then Fordham and Buffalo back to back, both at home. Two more wins. That Buffalo game would have scared me, but with Leopold departing, I I feel pretty Mm -hmm. comfortable in it. I was very scared about this Buffalo game, but with Leopold gone and him taking a bunch of those Buffalo players with him, I'm I'm pretty high on Nebraska here. Then a back-to-back road slate of at Oklahoma and at Michigan State. Yeah, I got back-to-back losses on it too. It's a brutal stretch. I got a for sure loss at Oklahoma, and then I have them winning against Michigan State. Then they get Northwestern and Michigan both at home. I have them beating both. Michigan, that's the second uh, leg of a back-to-back road trip. I have them getting both these Ws. I do also have them getting both of these wins here. Then they get to go to Minnesota before the bye week. Yeah, and Minnesota has a bye before they play Nebraska, so I am going to give a big edge to Minnesota there. I'm going to give the edge to the Gophers as well to give Nebraska the loss. After the bye week, they get Purdue and Ohio State both at home. Uh, I got a win and a loss. I got them splitting it, losing to OSU. Yep, right there with you. Then they get their second bye week, and then they go to Wisconsin and Iowa at home to finish the season. 
a loss at Wisconsin, but I got them beating Iowa to end the season. I gotta, I gotta think that they beat Iowa. They've been so close the last two years. It's been like a field goal game every fucking time. They gotta, they gotta cross that hill eventually. And I think this will be the year. I agree with you, man. This isn't a world beater Iowa team. It's, it's a good Iowa team, but it's not a great Iowa team. And I mean, even a great Iowa team, they're like a nine. Sometimes they'll squeak out the ten. But Iowa's always going to be right around eight. They're not always world beaters. You know, this is a year where I think you can catch them. I'm not big on Patrick, the quarterback. I, I like Nebraska to get that win at home to end the season. I got Nebraska with eight wins. I got them with seven. I'll tell you what, this schedule lines up so well. Other than, I mean, you got the the back-to-back road trip with Oklahoma. But like you said, you know, you could chalk up that Oklahoma game and take that L and just focus focus on the second leg with Michigan State. I'll tell you what, they had the 50th total defense last year. They have nine starters back. Those that they're making strides on that side of the ball. What there's two things. They had a ridiculously low amount of turnovers forced on defense, and they didn't pressure the quarterback well. If you pressure the quarterback well, you're gonna increase your turnovers pretty much automatically from just doing that. If this D starts forcing some turnovers and getting to the quarterback, this team could be a little bit more. And you got to get your offense in better positions. That's why you were 101st in scoring offense. You're not getting the ball in favorable positions. It's, it's not on the D. only. It's not only that. It's the fact that like they need to get turnovers on defense and they need to stop with the turnovers on offense. They yes. have so many just shoot themselves in the foot turnover moments that are just. Like you're, it, they have so many drive killers. They're like, yeah. they can't stop getting in their own way. Yeah. I mean, it's, they, they need to identify a running back too. I am worried about that. They need, your leading rusher can't be your quarterback. You're asking I, for yeah. fumbles. I'm also worried about the, the fact that there's no, there's not really a lot of returning receiving going on right now. <laughs> No, there's really not, and and your O line's only bringing back two of five, which is also really scary. Talking about that run game, so I, it's I'm, all about I'm, potential right now. <laughs> if it's me, I'm counting on that defense. I'm telling you, you just you have to fucking play great defense. It'll help the offense in turn. Defense is where you could coach up and and make up for a little bit of a lack of talent more than on offense. So, And in my opinion, if Martinez does play at his best, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the conference. I think Martinez could be a sleeper quarterback with the experience that he has. He's a dual threat. I think he can make some noise in the Big Ten. Just cut down the mistakes. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Up next, a team that I feel like we're both very, very high on, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. You know, it's – on the podcast, on the Megapod, you know, I picked Ohio State to win at minus 220 because I, I genuinely I genuinely do not see a scenario where Ohio State loses this conference. I think there's some long shots out there, sure, but they're so far above everyone else, it's ridiculous. Now, here is the kicker. Minnesota Golden Gophers, they went 11-2 and two in 2019. I cannot stress this enough. They were the teams that got – effed in the A by COVID more than almost anyone else last year. They were top five as far as like screwed by COVID. You know, you got your Kansas State's shit like that. They're right there. They had like 20 to 30. They didn't even have a kicker one week. They lost because they didn't hit an extra point. Like this team got screwed by COVID. But they have a ton back from 2019 where they went 11 and 2. And P.J. Fleck is one of the 
best motivational coaches that there is. So you take this this bullshit where they're giving you a seven win total in Vegas and you use that as motivation and you tell them, we know why you guys didn't do well last year, even though with what they had out, they did okay. And you rode that fucking vote with that motivation because this team has a lot back. You lost Rashad Bateman, but you still have a lot back. Nine starters on offense, six on defense, two Heisman contenders with Tanner Morgan. I know he's a long shot, but Tanner Morgan and Muhammad Ibrahim, 1,000 yards, 15 touchdowns last year, four or five back on the O-line. I love this offense. This offense is fucking awesome. They start with Ohio State at home. Now, Ohio State is the better team easily. But if you're going to get an Ohio State team that's breaking in a brand new quarterback that hasn't played a down of college football, this is the time to get them. And like I was saying, P.J. Fleck is a motivational coach. There is no shot in hell that the Gophers are not ready for this game. I will tell you right now, spoiler alert, this is one of my favorite games to start the season. They are I've seen it two touchdowns at this point. It's up to 14, OSU minus 14. Not only... that's one of my favorite plays plus 14 for Minnesota hands down. One of my favorite plays. I think this is a sprinkle on the money line. This is your best shot for OSU to take a loss in the big 10. I love this spot. That being said, just for over under purposes, I am Ohio state State with the win, right? I'm giving Ohio state the win as well. Then they get Miami of Ohio at home. That's a win. That's a win at Colorado. It's a little bit dangerous. It's dangerous, um, but it's not too far west. I'm not too worried about that. Exactly. And uh, Colorado does have to deal with that A&M game as well. They scheduled really hard out of conference for some reason. The Pac-12 and, loves to fucking do that for some I reason. I know. Like you already play nine conference games like you're supposed to, but you don't need to schedule these hard, hard G5 teams. Stop it. Or, you know, other Power 5 teams. So, But I got Minnesota there. I got Minnesota as well. Then Bowling Green at home. Yeah, take a breather, Minnesota. That's an easy one. Easy win. Then at Purdue before the bye week. I got them winning. Got them winning too. After the bye week, Nebraska and Maryland both at home. Uh, Maryland does snag a bye week before, but I'm still giving them two wins. I'm giving Minnesota two wins here as well. Then at Northwestern. I got another win. Got a win there. Illinois at home. I got a win. At Iowa and at Indiana. I hate that. (laughs) I hate that stretch. I got them losing both of them. Uh, man, it's just a tough stretch. I'll give them the. I'll give them one of those. T- so, their last three are at Iowa, at Indiana, and Wisconsin at home. I think they go one and two in this stretch. I have them beating Wisconsin, so, so I'm I don't on know. Board. I don't know which one they get. Like they could get any one of these three, in my opinion. But I think they go one and three. I don't think they get. I don't think they get two. And and going one and two, that's exactly what I have them as well. Going one and two, I got them at nine and three. Yeah, I have them. I have them at nine and three easily on the over here. I have that's, I have more confidence in them going like ten and two than nine and three. I mean ten and two than six and four or yeah six and uh, six. Yeah, I, I agree. This is this is a sleeper, dude. This is easy. This is yeah, just place this right now. Get on get on your bookie. I actually have. I have the money on Minnesota to win the Big Ten West. Like, easy. Yes, which is a very solid bet. Plus 3000 to win the whole conference. Fair enough, dude. If you're going to put money anywhere in the Big Ten, that's where you put it. Uh, yeah. um, you know, if you get Iowa, if you take Iowa down, 
So you got Ohio State week one, one of the best spots, like we said, to beat Ohio State this year. If you win that game and you sneak out that Iowa win, I think you could beat Indiana, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think you're better than Indiana. It could this very team could go twelve and zero. <laughs> it's very easily um, you could very easily see like the Big Ten West coming down to the Axe game of Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota. And I will shoot my own foot if Wisconsin would win that game. God, I would hate that. Again. I hate Wisconsin. <laughs> I feel like yeah, dude, love this over. Next up, a team that I am surprisingly high on and you are very much low on, the Michigan Wolverines with a win total set at seven and a half. Yeah, dude. What is with this? This Okay, so you got three starters back on offense. Why do you at Michigan have the 95th rushing off offense in the country? I don't I understand, that, dude. I hate seeing that. Where's your, where's your running backs? Where are they? I don't understand what's happening. You got Cade McNamara projected to start at quarterback. I, I don't know what your opinions on that are. I would probably lean Bowman as well. but I would probably lean Bowman. Like, if he wins the job, then he's won it. So, but I would probably just say off the, like, just my gut, Bowman has shown more at Texas Tech than McNamara has shown at Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same way. I hear a lot of people shitting on their running backs and their wide receivers. I will say their O-line only has two starters back. I am a little scared about that. I don't know why Ronnie Bell doesn't get much love. I think that dude's a stud. He's, he's a good. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's really good, too. I think he's been the bright spot on a bad offense for years now. So I am fairly high on Ronnie Bell. Hassan Haskins did average 6.1 yard, yards per carry, six touchdowns on 61 attempts last year. So that's something this could to be, be excited This could about. be the year that they're like that you could definitely see their run game turn around this year. Um, all 11 projected starters on the D, they're all upperclassmen. That's pretty nasty. D-line should be good. And then Aiden Hutchinson, that's a future NFL player right there. So let's get – they have some pieces. Just got to see them put something together, mostly at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think I think Michigan is one of those teams that they're like a quarterback away. Yes, I agree. I, I would say that. They start the season off with Western Michigan, Washington, and NIU all at home. I have them winning the two G5 games. I have them beating NIU and beating Western Michigan. Washington, I, I mean, they'll probably be favored in that game. I don't know what we've seen in recent history to feel that way, so I'm going with the loss. I'm playing it. I'm playing with what I've seen lately from Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, and I'm going to loss. I am going with my gut instinct of Pac-12 team travels east. to. A, I think they're pretty comparable this year. Um, give me Michigan to win all three of those games and to win the Rutgers game after NIU. I do have them beating Rutgers as well. After that, it's a back-to-back road slate of at Wisconsin and at Nebraska. Yeah, one of two back-to-back road spots for uh, this Michigan team. It shows you how the Big Ten feels about Michigan. I think they're uh, they're ready to accept that this team really isn't the top tier anymore. I have them losing to both of those teams. I have them losing both of those as well. But they those like I know Wisconsin has brutalized Michigan in the past. It's been bad. It's been real bad. They could win both of these games there it's it is not without it's not outside the realm of possibility i'll give you that they could beat nebraska based on what we've seen there is nothing i've seen in the last few years i just don't know like (laughs) my 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 thought on wisconsin this year and i'll get into it more when we get to them is 
they, this Wisconsin team is the first one I've seen like, last year that doesn't really have like a stud guy at running back. Yeah, they feel like they've identified one. I don't feel the same way about them, to be honest. I don't. But their O line and D lines are both it's just, just always. It's so good. It's, it's always so good. Yeah, dude. It's so physical. It's tough. So I got two losses. I got I got two losses there as well. I'm going to put them as losses, but they could. I can I without not outside the realm of possibility to me that they could win both. After the bye week, they get Northwestern at home and then travel to Michigan State. I like them getting the Northwestern game after the bye. That takes anything fishy that could happen really out of it. Harbaugh should be ready. Get a win there. And I do have them losing. Michigan State has the bye week before they play Michigan. It's on the road. And again, I just haven't seen it. He hasn't beat them yet. I don't see why I would pick them to do it. I'm just I'm gonna favor Michigan here in the Michigan State game. I got them winning against Northwestern after the bye, winning at Michigan State. And then they get Indiana at home before a very a very rough end of the year. Yeah, um, this is a back-to-back road spot for Indiana. So I am going to have Michigan beat Indiana at home. At Penn State, that's a loss to me. At Maryland on the second leg of the back-to-back, I got another loss. I got them losing to Penn State, beating Maryland, and of course losing to Ohio State. But if you've listened to the gymnasium this year, you will notice that in week 13 of the college football picks – I do have Michigan beating Ohio State. I think Michigan goes <laughs> one and three here. I don't see them beating like all three. I see them beating if they beat Penn State, like if Penn State has a down year again, they could beat Penn State. Don't see them beating Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State. But if they lose those two road games, this is the year. This is the year no one believes. No one believes from second one. Like in 2019, people believed. Like people believed in 2018. This year, no one has any faith that this Michigan team can not only beat Ohio State, but do anything. This I mean, is the year that they fucking surprise you. I'll even one up, and and I say that it was a terrible spot call by the referees on the JT Barrett first down. I, I, I think they did beat Ohio State in 2018, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But I just don't see it talent-wise. It hasn't showed on the field the last couple of years. Believe me, I passionately hate Ohio State like you can't even imagine. I fucking hate that team. I hate them. There's nothing I like more in the world than when Michigan beats Ohio State fans and they cry about it for an entire year. I absolutely love it. I just can't see it happening, man. I I'm wish. really I'm rooting for it so hard. I have them at 8 and 4. I got them 6 and 6 getting to a bowl game. I'm on the under. I'm on the over just because I just feel like Harbaugh is a four-loss coach. Like that's just kind of his MO. I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> I I mean four losses they probably still either boot him this year or put him on the like super hot seat next year they're just looking for somebody but what's the deal I haven't looked at it fully like what's the deal with that that contract extension like, they gave him it's like I don't remember if it's a one year or two year but it's a one year it's at least a one year with incentives so like if he beats Ohio State it gets like a shitload more money if he like makes a playoff game or wins the bit or like shows up in the conference championship game or wins or makes a playoff game, uh, he gets like a lot more money. But he's giving okay. them like a super cheap deal if that doesn't happen. Okay, and then it I makes it you. super easy f- to let him go um, if they want to after the year. I think it's okay. either after the year or after next year. One of the two. I hope he gets it, man. I really do. I I actually really like Jim Harbaugh. I I, I really do. I know people are annoyed with his antics, but like that's just 
if you've it's not just an it's some people think it's an act, but if you've seen his dad or his brother, that family is insane. Yeah, they're you're just, you're just crazy. <laughs> like if if these people didn't have football, they would be serial killers. So I am rooting for Jim Harbaugh all the time because if he doesn't have football, this man is an insane psychopath who would go on a killing spree. Man, that is that is the absolute best description of the Harbaugh family I've ever heard in my life. You should be nominated for some kind of podcast award for that comment right there. Jesus. That was epic. <laughs> they are like one of the football families. Up next, yes. Indiana, the Hoosiers with a win total set at eight. I think this is the highest win total I've ever seen for Indiana. Dude, I, I get it. I get what they did last year. They were they were impressive. Um Eight for Indiana. I, I'm just gonna say no way. Even blindly, no way. It's weird because like you under. feel like eight is like their ceiling, kind of. Yeah, it's absolutely their ceiling. You remember, you're still the Indiana Hoosiers. You're a basketball school. I like Tom Allen. I think he's a good coach. They bring back eight starters on offense, nine starters on defense. However, you do lose Kane Womack as your defensive coordinator. He is on to the job at South Alabama. I think he did an excellent job there. Um, I think you're going to lose a little bit from that. And, and so much is dependent on a quarterback to stay healthy. That has not shown that he can stay healthy. That scares me. Mm-hmm. They start the season off at Iowa. That's rough. That's a loss, man. That's a loss for me as well. Then they get Idaho and Cincinnati both at home. I have them beating Idaho and hesitantly beating Cincinnati. I got them losing to Cincinnati. I just think Cincinnati is the better team. I really hope you're right because I really want them to lose to Cincinnati. <laughs> then they get a back-to-back road slate of Western Kentucky and Penn State. I have them losing the Penn State game, but so man, be careful on that Western Kentucky game. I have them winning it, but mm-hmm. that's a look-ahead spot. Indiana, you are not good enough to be looking ahead. And that Western Kentucky offense with all those Houston Baptist guys coming they in, get you. they could get you. So be careful there. I would take Western Kentucky in the points there. I'll tell you that much. I got them beating Western Kentucky, losing to Penn State. Then they come out of the bye week with Michigan State and Ohio State both at home. Yeah, Michigan State's on the second leg of a back-to-back road trip, so go ahead and take Indiana there. Ohio State has the bye before they play Indiana, so no shot for an upset there, I don't think. No shot for the Hoosiers there, but I do have them beating Michigan State. Then another back-to-back road slate of at Maryland, at Michigan. I got them dropping both. I I haven't beaten Maryland, losing to Michigan, and then they get Rutgers, Minnesota at home before going to Purdue to end the season. I actually have them winning all three of those games, uh, Minnesota being on the second leg of a back-to-back. So I have them winning all three. Oh, no, no, no. I did flip-flop. I have them lose to Purdue. Yep, I got them. I got them losing. I got them going one and two in this stretch. I got them beating Rutgers, losing to Minnesota, and losing to Purdue. Fair enough, dude. I got them six and six bowling. I'm at five and seven. I I would probably favor six and six. Dude, cash that under. Cash, cash that under. That's an easy under for me. Up next, Iowa Hawkeyes win total set at eight and a half. And really. Dude. It's you wanna, hard you, because you, generally I think Iowa, I think right around eight. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, you want a cheat code to betting Iowa football? Seven and a half, you bet the over. Eight and a half, you bet the under. If it's at eight, you don't touch it. There you yeah. go. Iowa's yeah. an eight win football team. That's just what it is. Let's see how we do. <laughs> Let's see how we evaluate. They get Indiana at home to start the season. That's a win. That's a win. At Iowa State for El Asico. 
Yes, you're going down. Lose. This is the this is the year that fucking Iowa State does it. Iowa yes, gets sir. the loss here. Kent State at home, Colorado at home, both wins in my book. Yeah, two wins. And at Maryland. I got them losing. I'm going to give them a win there. Penn State at home. I got a win. I got a loss there. I think that's, that is scary, though. That I is don't scary. trust I don't trust Franklin to coach his boys up well enough to win a Kinnick, man. I and actually I get- am on the, like, James Franklin isn't really a great football coach train. Ooh, I'm, not, I'm okay. not a fan. I like that. That's they nice did a take. they did a poll in 2019 of anonymous anonymous coaches voting on who the most overrated coach is, and James Franklin actually won in like a landslide. Which that tells me if everybody's gonna all the coaches, you know, your name isn't on it, and you're gonna say it's James Franklin. I feel like there's a reason. Yeesh, yeesh. I'm gonna have Penn State winning that one, but I'm gonna have them beating Purdue. I'm gonna have Iowa beating Purdue. I think they go one and one in that stretch. That's fair enough. Then they get the bye week. Then they go to Wisconsin and to Northwestern back to back. I have them splitting it one and one. I have them. Uh, that's tough. That is tough. I got them. I got them losing both these games. Oh, dude. You know what? No, I got them losing both those games too. I have them losing the second leg. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's a rough stretch. Then they get Minnesota at home. I, I got them winning it. I got them winning like that it. one. Illinois at home. Got them winning. Yep. I got him losing in Nebraska at the end. Same here. So I actually do have him seven and five leaning on the under. I got him seven and five as well, but I I feel like they'll they'll probably win like they'll they might they'll probably like beat a Penn State or they'll they might beat Wisconsin at home or they could very easily beat Nebraska. Or Northwestern. I, yeah, I feel them going eight. Eight and four. That's that's yeah. where I picked this team. This is yeah. an eight win team. Like I said, cheat code, man. Over under eight and a half, you go under. Seven Next and a half, up. you go over. Next up, Penn State with a they're projecting a huge bounce back year with a win total set at nine. Yeah, I mean, you got Sean Clifford back. You got a lot of running back and wide receiver threats, of course. Running back, there's no identifiable identifiable like superstar, but they got a deep running back core. Jahan Dotson, he's one of the best wide receivers in the conference. So um, he's also a really electric uh, kick returner. Watch him, he's fun. Um, yeah, that's about the highlights on offense. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. They start the season off traveling to Wisconsin. That is a loss. That's a loss for me as well. But then they get a nice stretch of ball state, Auburn, Villanova, and Indiana all at home. Yeah. And that's the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Indiana. They really got screwed in their scheduling. I got them winning over Villanova and Indiana fairly easily. Ball state and Auburn. I'm going to tell you right now. Those are those are not easy teams. <laughs> they like are Auburn, lose. Auburn, everyone knows. Everyone knows Auburn is like one of those weird teams, but Ball State is a dangerous MAC team. <laughs> they are one hundred percent going to lose one of those two games. Whichever one, I don't know, but they're going to lose one of those two games. I I can't see. It. I'm really I'm pretty low on. Auburn. We'll get to this in the SEC, but I'm pretty low on Auburn this year. So I am actually I have after Wisconsin. I don't have Penn State losing until their bye week. So after that stretch, they go to Iowa. They're going to go to Kinnick. I think they beat the Juju Magic Corn Curse, and they get the win. I'm not picking James Franklin in Iowa, man. I got a loss. Probably the smarter move. After the bye week, they get Illinois at home before a brutal road stretch of at Ohio State and at Maryland. I have them beating Illinois at home, losing at Ohio State. Yes, they do play Ohio State. Fairly tough. I just don't see him having the talent to do it, especially on the road. 
but yeah, I do have them picking up the Maryland win on the second leg. I have not beating Maryland and Illinois in that stretch. It, they generally play Ohio State tough at home. Like, yeah, they'll do they'll do like the crazy wideout game and they'll beat Ohio State. Yes. After that stretch, they get Michigan at home, Rutgers at home, and they finish off with Michigan State on the road. I have them winning all three. I have them winning all three as well because Michigan is probably going to be their wideout game. And they always yeah. go fucking hard for that. That's, if I could pick almost, if I could pick any game to go to, that one would be really close. Happy Valley at a whiteout game. On the top that would of the be, list. That would be one of the top five for sure of games I would like to go to. I have them at 10 and two. I have them at nine and three. I have them at 10 and two. And I, I guess I would lean over, but this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I think that number's pretty right on. I, it's I would spot on to me too. I would probably lean under, I guess, but it's yeah, nothing confident there. Up next, the Wisconsin Badgers. It was Bucky Badgers. <laughs> the win total set at nine and a half. I loved hearing the uh, hatred from Leo on the Badgers <laughs> when he we did the megapod. But he's exactly right. This team's fucking annoying, dude. He's he's right. They're so I, I love and hate this team because they're like when I hear Nebraska fans talk, they just want us to be like Wisconsin, but better because mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, it's how we used to play back in the wind. But I'm just like, fuck. It they're, was not way, playing, they're not playing out of the wishbone. They're not playing out of the fucking yeah. option style. No, no. What Nebraska did was way more exciting than what Wisconsin does. They literally. <laughs> yeah. Leo, Leo jumping in right. on the chat. Leo's Leo's always right in his world. But, um, yeah, dude, it's not exciting. They just line up an eye for him and just run the fucking ball all game. It's boring. It's boring yeah. as shit. And the it D works, line, but it's boring. The D-line loses a lot this year. They're still all upperclassmen. Um, it's just the same old freaking team. Three and five back on the O-line. Two blocking tight ends back. Um, it's just there's no identifiable running back. They got to they gotta pick mm-hmm. one. They got to figure it out. And, and – Everybody on the Graham Mertz train, get over it. Wisconsin is never going to have a big, a good quarterback. It's never going to happen. It's not the offense they run. I mean, I'm, I'm not a Graham Mertz. If they get a guy. transfer, I guess. I guess if they get a transfer, because like Russell Wilson was, good. yeah, Russell Wilson was phenomenal before he went to Wisconsin. So I hate when Wisconsin gets credit for Russell Wilson. I can't stand it. NC State gets Dude, the credit. I, yes, I will tell you. There is no player in college football history that has ever won me more money than Russell Wilson. I got on the Russell Wilson train early and I cashed like a motherfucker because of that dude. So he has my heart forever. I'm going to be a Russell Wilson fan. Yeah, Wisconsin didn't make him great. That dude was already great. Let's get into it. Penn State and Eastern Michigan both at home. Yeah, I got two wins. Got two wins as well. Then an early bye week before getting Notre Dame at Soldier Field. Yeah, they uh, snag the bye week. One of six teams that snags a bye week before they play Notre Dame. I'm going to give Wisconsin the win. I think with, with Notre Dame having a completely new O-line, that puts them at a huge disadvantage. I'm right there with you. Um, After that, they get Michigan at home and at Illinois. Two more wins for me. Two more wins as well. Then Army at home before Purdue. Yeah, and normally you're looking at Army and you're like, oh, this team, you know, you don't get a bye before them. Wisconsin, the D-line, they're just going to manhandle so those good. Army boys. Those Army guys, their O-linemen are like 250 pounds soaking wet. 
It's not pretty. So they're going to get the win over Army. I got them losing at Purdue, though, because of the adjustment on the on after the Army game. I think it's going to be a little too tricky. I like I the Purdue see, spot. I could see them losing to Purdue, but I'm going to have them winning both of those games right there. Then they get Iowa at home before getting Rutgers on the road. Uh, two wins for me. Two wins as well. The Northwestern, Nebraska, both at home and finishing off the season at Minnesota. Yeah, um, I got them beating Northwestern. Nebraska does have a bye before they play Wisconsin. Watch for that, but I do have them getting the win. And then losing at Minnesota. Fuck you, Wisconsin. My eyes are fucking with me right now because I have Wisconsin at 12-0. and 0. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm fucking serious. What the fuck? Uh, dude, I could I could totally see it. They're the most Their boring. schedule is pretty easy. <laughs> the most boring 12 and 0 team of all time. Listeners, here's something to um, you know, you might hear it like, okay, you know, the the gymnasium in whole, I, I don't talk about it as much as you guys. I'm also huge on directional miss schools. I do love directional miss schools. So you'll see like an eastern Michigan pop up on this Wisconsin schedule. Don't take the points, man. Don't take the points ever. Wisconsin beats those G5 teams, anything non-Power 5, Wisconsin beats them by like 40 points. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. Don't ever take those games. It's all about the O and D line. I got them 10-2 and two, though, man. I, I, I can't go balls deep like you, but I got them 10-2 and two in, in the Big Ten Championship. I got them easily in the Big Ten Championship. But I just don't see any – like the potential losses, I could see them losing to Minnesota yeah. or – maybe Iowa and maybe catching that Purdue spot in a weird way. But yeah, when I have to talk myself into these losses, I'm just, yeah, Wisconsin's an easy over for me. It, it is an easy over, man. It's much more likely that they win 11 games than it is that they win eight. That's for sure. Up or next. nine. Up next, the Ohio State University. One of the, I will call them one of the, the, like evil empire council members of college football. I'd say like Ohio state, Oklahoma, uh, Alabama, Clemson are like the evil governors of college. You football. know, you know what is most annoying and, and being from Ohio originally, I could tell you this is they don't see themselves as that. Like they still think Clemson and Alabama are the big bad guys. And we're just little Ohio state. Everybody should root for us. Cause we're the little underdogs. No, you're fucking Ohio state. You're in the same goddamn fucking category as those two teams. Everybody hates you. No one likes you. Urban Meyer is a piece of shit. Fuck Ohio state. Fuck Urban Meyer. Fuck Ohio state. Also, I feel like Clemson is on that as well. Like when they're just like little yes. Clemson, Alabama is the only Alabama, Oklahoma too. Alabama and Oklahoma are the only ones who are just like, yeah, we're fucking that's that's shit. why I like those teams. That's why I like them better yeah. than the other teams because they know what they are. They're the bad guys and they fucking know it. They're fine with it. Ohio State always got to play the little bullshit. And if you ever watch Ohio State football, I, I it, the ball just bounces their way every fucking time on field. Like just play. They're just and I'm not saying they need luck to win games because they don't they just get it, but they get it anyway. It just pisses me off, man. I hate this team. I don't know if Chase is predicting Ohio State to go four and eight, but that would be the hottest. To, like that'd be, I think that'd be their worst record of all time. It would be my happiest year of all. I could die. I would probably just <laughs> off myself because I would never want to see another Ohio State season again. Okay, Chase is calling a shot right now. This is the Ohio State record four and eight. They don't even make a bowl game. Let's get into this at Minnesota to start the season. Um. Yeah, I got them winning, but again, danger, danger, danger. 
That's a dangerous spot for sure. Then they get Oregon at home. Man, okay. And here's the thing with this game too is Kayvon Thibodeau is one of the he's best really good. edge rushers. He's he's you know who he reminds me of? Ohio State Buckeye alum Chase Young. Yeah. Uh the same exact guy, man. I I think he's the same exact type of talent. I think he's a number one overall future pick if somebody doesn't bust a nut on a quarterback. I love Kayvon Thibodeau. If they lose that Minnesota game and CJ Stroud gets like shaken up. That dude's not going to make his life any easier, but I do have the Buckeyes getting the win in the shoe. I got the Buckeyes winning both of these ones, but these are the two games right here. In my opinion, these are the two games that make or break this total. This is it. I agree. They get Tulsa at home and Akron at home afterwards. Yep, I wish I wish Tulsa could do it, but I just don't see it. Nah, it's they're gonna be outgunned at every position. Yeah, it's rough. I got I got more wins coming at Rutgers and Maryland at home before the bye week. Um, yeah, same here. Two more wins. Yep. After the bye week at Indiana, Penn State at home at Nebraska. Win, win, win. Yeah, so that's your toughest game on this schedule is at Indiana and of course Ohio State. It draws a bye week before it. I mean, you could argue Penn State, but that's at home. It's it's wins. It's all wins. Then Purdue, Michigan State, both at home before going to Michigan to end the season. Those are all wins. Dude, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. There's not a single fucking team on this schedule that has a bye week before they play the Ohio State Buckeyes. I don't know if I've ever seen that. That is insane. That really pisses me off. <laughs> like red faced, like throwing shit at the wall when I found out that screaming at the dog, like Ruby, this, can you fucking believe this? And the schedule is unbelievably me, easy. It's stupid, dude. So here's here's the thing is right here. Like I'm not calling for it, but you're two one and eleven with a single win against Michigan. <laughs> I love Chase. I fucking love him. Your two most likely teams in the college football, because this is the sad part of college football and where we're at with this four-team playoff, you could pretty much guess three teams every single year. The two most likely are Ohio State and Oklahoma because their schedules are just stupid fucking easy. So Ohio State is the number one for me with this schedule that I'm looking at. They're going to be in that playoff, man. Easy. I guess I'm on the over, but I just want to bet the under just to spite them. Yeah, I mean, basically that's it. This is it's a stay away for me because I'm never going to bet Ohio State over anything because <laughs> I hate them. But um, it's such because because you're most likely like maybe you drop Minnesota or Oregon, one of the two. Those are the only two games you have like a real shot at losing. Maybe Penn State, maybe at Michigan to entertain you. But what does the committee always say? Well, early season losses, uh, blah 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 blah. Oh, they're so still making like, – yeah. They would still make it. Making the playoff and, is super – like them, it's always it's, – oh, it's Oklahoma if they don't drop a game mm-hmm. or like don't drop two. It's Ohio State, Clemson. Those are the three that are like always locks because they always have the easiest fucking schedules. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it is a thing that you can bet on. I really haven't looked. If I could, I would. I would go out there and bet right now. I think I already know three which takes so much away from the season. But I think I already know three. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia. Those three, I see no way that those three teams are not going to make the the playoff this year. I, I just – Okay, so it. if you can bet – I wonder if there is a way you could bet like the four teams or if you could bet like Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. 
that would be my four as well. Yeah, because even ah, the rough part is if Clemson loses to Georgia, do you know what? Or would they do like two SEC teams at that point? Here's the thing, too, is I ran out. So I ran out all 130 teams, all their fucking schedules, got all their records, did all my championship games. I had Clemson 10 and 2 winning the ACC, and they still ended up in my fourth seat of my fucking playoff. I feel like if that was the case, who are you going to put in? Would be super fucking stupid and like put in like Texas A and M or some fucking SEC team. I think I had Texas A and M lose like two games. I think, or and they, they didn't be win because because then they they just use the arguments however they can. So even though the ACC sucks, fucking I had Bama and Clemson both lose two games. Well, Clemson won the ACC, so they get to be in. Because what but do you? The, you're not going to put in the yeah. Pac-12 champion, or you're not going to put a two-loss Pac-12 team in over them. You're not going to no. do it. You wouldn't put a two-loss Iowa State in over Clemson. No fucking way. Never going to happen. God damn, you're right. I fucking hate. Oh god. Your, your only chance, your only chance for it to not happen is uh, Cincinnati. That's <laughs> like how. Yeah. No, Notre Dame. I, w- I wouldn't see like if Cincinnati even has one loss, they're putting in a. Oh, they have to. Clemson. They have to run. The, they have to run the table. Or Notre Dame has to go undefeated. Or Notre Dame goes under. It may be even one loss, Notre Dame, with that schedule. Maybe. Maybe. But there's or no they conference championship. Stupid. Like last year they were talking about like if Florida didn't lose to LSU, they were talking about like Florida for last year. Yeah, I mean they're going to do whatever they can to get Clemson. It's going to be something stupid. I'm Okay, that's enough playoff talk <laughs> because I'm just going to get fucking mad because it's always something stupid. And I prefer to only get mad about it later in the year. Yeah, when it happens. It just sucks that you could get mad this early because you fucking know. You fucking know. <laughs> you fucking know. Anyway, that's the Big Ten. We're going to do the SEC on Thursday, finishing up with the conference previews. And I'm, I'm having a blast. I cannot wait for college. No matter all the bullshit going on. I still love college football. It's still fucking fun to watch. Yeah, dude, absolutely. It's it's just it's got the worst postseason, but the regular season. It's got is the, the best, best. regular. It's, <laughs> it's got the highest high, and man, am I pissed off like every November? It's kind of cathartic, yeah. honestly, to be so pissed off at college football. But at least you could like turn your head fully to the NFL and just be like, "Oh, hey, what's going on over there?" Because and <laughs> you like, know? at least now that I've been like, you've been growing up with them. These college names that you grew up with are in the NFL, so it's kind of right. nice too. Exactly. And soon enough, what will we have? We'll have the XFL, right? So oh, I can only hope <laughs> next year USFL, baby USFL, and I have the CFL right now. Yeah, that's true. CFL football is fun, dude. Dude, I love the waggle. It's one of my favorite things in sports. <laughs> it's it's fun fucking sport, man. And and they get a lot of those guys that hopefully I do hope the XFL takes a page hey, out of their book. Hey, I fucking do. Uh, Nathan Rourke. Yeah, exactly. Those guys that you follow in college, they don't quite make it to the NFL, mm-hmm. even though guys like Anthony fucking Morelli and shit last like 10 years, whatever. You know who's still going to be a starting quarterback this year is uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor still starting in the NFL. Fucking blew my mind. I'm looking through NFL shit today, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, he's yeah. he's still starting in the NFL. I, okay, I just can't wrap my mind around it, dude. That'll do it for this episode of the Gymnasium Tailgate for the Big Ten. Let them know where the people can find you, my man, Magic Mike. You can always find me on Twitter at 32 Court Vision. Hit me up. Let's talk some college football. DMs, whatever. No dick pics. That's my one rule. Um, 
yeah, let's always just fucking talk football. I'm ready to go. And then catch me on BTV where I do the college football fast fives every single day. Check out BTV. Follow the prop bets. You got to follow BTV, retweet, like, vote. And that's how you can win free money at BTV with the prop bets. If you were randomly selected, always go there. It is literally free money at BTV bets on Twitter. You guys know where you can find me. I'm on Twitter all the fucking time at XFL gym. I'm giving out picks left and right on better than dot Vegas. I am on YouTube XFL gym. I got my workout video coming out this week when I was working out like a horse. It's going to be fucking epic. Uh, I am all over. Can't wait for football. You could DM me dick pics all the time. I don't give a shit. As long as we're talking football, you could DM me whatever the fuck you want, folks, especially if it has to do with the XFL. That's that's all I care about. That's fair Thank, enough. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Gymnasium Tailgate. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, any podcast platform you listen to. It does fucking help. We greatly appreciate it. Love you guys. Stay hashtag garage certified. Let's fucking go college football. That's how we're in it. Go college football. Horns down for fucking life still. Fuck you, Texas forever. Yes, sir. <laughs>